In this week's highlight, Saktiandi Supaat, Maybank's head of Forex Research, discusses how investors could position themselves for the end of the Fed's tightening cycle. He speaks with Chua Hak Bin. The FX team released a thematic report on FX behaviour in the late phase of the Fed tightening cycle. So what are your key findings from looking at past cycles? Generally, what we're trying to do is actually to illuminate the kind of uh, price action to expect for the next three, mu- three to six months. Um, I think we're at, we are closing on the peak of the hiking cycle. So we want to look back into history and have a sense of how different asset classes and Asian currencies uh, tend to behave around the peak of each rate hike cycle. So the first asset class that we want to look at was the US treasuries. And we want to look into the 10-year since it's the benchmark. So 10-year yield rose uh, in tandem with the rate hikes and started to plateau once Fed started to ease off uh, the pace of rate hikes from 75 to 50 basis points. However, for the most part of this year, actually, US Treasury 10 years managed to re- maintain elevation. Uh, a look back in history actually revealed that at some point, uh, beyond the last hike, which uh, Swami shared just now, which is, will be in July, naturally, US Treasury yields will start to fall. Uh, this fall in US Treasury yields could also be due to risk aversion rising from concerns on growth. Uh, we also looked at um, situations of currencies. Uh, typically, yen will be the key beneficiary for pullback in uh, US Treasury yields. Second asset class is on equities. Equities tend to rebound uh, after the Fed uh, is done with the hiking cycle, uh, essentially positive for risk-sensitive currencies like Aussie, uh, Candy, and uh, Korean won. Um, so history also, actually, the third sort of asset class you want to look at is suggest that even in periods without war, oil prices uh, do tend to fall as uh, Fed continues to tighten monetary policy and only got some support after the Fed uh, stops, hiking, uh, stops hiking its rates. Uh, essentially, it's positive for oil-related currencies such as uh, ringgit and Canadian dollar uh, as well. But in general, essentially, uh, Asian currencies will start to strengthen if you look at it on FX front, uh, as they have done in the past, uh, as the threat of further policy tightening on global economy starts to fade, uh, volatility starts to ease, and uh, carry trade uh, comes on again. Uh, this is somewhat clear in the chart 10 in our report, uh, but it's also apparent, we want to give a disclaimer, that uh, Asian currencies as a whole uh, will not be able to make a full reversal uh, amid lingering concerns on the global growth outlook uh, that would naturally weigh on pro-cyclical Asian FX. The, the other caveat is that we did not take into account potentially the full boost if the Chinese recovery comes on stream earlier than expected or if there's a sudden sort of a stimulus coming out with a cautiously optimistic uh, upgrade on, on China's front as well. Um, Habib? So Andy, then in this episode, how and which currencies would you recommend investors' position at this late stage okay. of the Fed tightening cycle? Yes. Um, thanks. The late stage cycle, late cycle of most asset allocation, I think the end of this Fed hiking cycle could bring about first, like I mentioned, just now equity rally. So it's positive for risk sensitive currencies like Aussie, uh, Korean won and Canadian dollar. At the same time, the fall in US Treasury yields would bring upside to yen. So we, we actually positive or we recommend positive on yen. So uh, that together, the rise in oil prices would lead to also positive for Canadian dollar and ringgit. Uh, Asian FX as a whole uh, should see some support in late, sca- late sale, a, a late um, sort of uh, period phase of, of uh, this cycle. But in general, I think it will be piecemeal. We cannot apply roughly all uh, sort of broad strokes. But uh, just to end off, um, we did the worst case scenarios and best case scenarios and our base case scenarios, which is based on uh, what Swami has shared just now. Uh, essentially, uh, 
countries which typically currencies which typically have a China growth story linked to them are ringgit, Thai baht, and of course, obviously CNY. Uh, as for rupiah, it tends to be more impacted from a US rates perspective. So whatever happens on the policy front on the uh, uh, from BI and also on the US front, actually, and the growth story could actually have some impact on uh, rupiah as well. So look into our report to have a gauge of uh, the ranges of currencies that we expect to pan out over the next three to six months and even into 2024. And, and finally, to give an example for Ringgit, we're looking at a range of 430 to 470 for 2023 by end of the year, given uh, deviations from our baseline uh, and ending at a, between a range of 370 to even 5 uh, for the end of 2024, given some of the sweet, uh, sort of uh, skewness between our baseline uh, by end of 2024 from the worst case to the best case as well. So some interesting scenarios uh, from our forecast ranges for all currencies in ASEAN. Thanks, Andy. For the full conversation with other analysts, go to the latest weekly briefing episode on ASEAN Speaks.